I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GCE became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Purposely Design. Good morning, good afternoon, um, good everything. <laughs> Wherever you're at, you know, for me, it's morning. So good morning to all that's morning. And good night to those that are just, you know, listening at night. Um, today, I just want to give this word. Um, I know when I was coming on here, I heard this word processing and and I believe that's where a lot of us are at, the state we're at right now in this time, in this season, God is processing us. And so I kind of want to give like um, a definition for processing um, the Oxford de de definition states uh, perform a series of mechanical or chemical operations on something in order to change or perform it um, deal with someone using an official and established procedure and then the last but not least operate on by means of a program so processing um i see the collins dictionary it also says the act or process of treating or preparing something by a special method Uh, meaning pronunciation, translations, and examples. So uh, there's a lot of different um, definitions for processing. But as um, I was about to start this um, podcast, processing came to mind I heard it just as clear processing and so um let's pray Lord God we just thank you Lord God uh for what you're doing in this hour thank you Lord God for processing us Lord God help us to be patient with ourselves as we go through this process Lord some things we don't understand some things we thought we had together and some things we we know we ain't got together Lord God and and so we just depended on you, Lord God, to process us, eliminate those things that need not be and uh, bring to us the things that you have for me, for us, Lord God, all that are listening on to today, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God, for being the chief cornerstone of our lives, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are the head, Lord God, of everything, Lord God, and that Nothing gets past you. And so, God, we're just grateful for that today. We thank you, Lord God, for 
the significance, Lord God, that you bring to our into our lives, Lord God, that you are, you know, a, a awesome God, that you are um, our main source, Lord God, that you are second, but you are the main source, Lord God, and everything that we need, everything that we want, everything that we desire, Lord Father, is in you. And so, God, I just thank you, Lord God. I thank you. Lord God, for all that you've done and everything that you do and what you're doing even now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank God and amen. So I was um, the other day, I was just thinking about God's goodness. You know, sometimes it's just good to go back and to think about the things that God has brought you through, what he has brought you out of. Um, it's so funny that I heard that word processing because I remember a time um, at uh, uh, at what was once Agape, but now Great Faith Ministries, um, how um, Brother Thomas Kyles, he had spoke and he said something and he referred to something as process. It's, all, it's a process and, and when he said it it was so crazy and ironic because I was trying to understand some things and I may have talked about this before I can't remember but I just know when he said that it fell on me um, it fell on me heavy and I just began to to scream at the time I just started screaming everybody looked in the air man they was looking at me like I had lost my everlasting mind because that thing just fell on me I mean sometimes I mean it just shows how powerful words really truly are I was in a desert place like I was just trying to figure out you know how you, you try to reason with God, try to understand, like, how is this happening to me? And I ain't here yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm still going through these motions. I still got things going on in my life. Father, how can I be here when I got all this going on? I'm not um, all the way where I should be. And yet you have anointed me. You have appointed me. I don't understand it. I don't know. Like, how did I get here? And um, I remember I kept going up for prayer. I just kept um, just kept trying to find out, you know, just really just trying to, you know, have God to get these things out of my life, you know, and help me to um, be fully where he had called me to be. I just, you know, I just didn't see myself being capable of operating and I still had sin in my life. I still had things that I needed deliverance from. I still had, uh, I was still fighting. I was still battling certain things, certain issues. And I'm like, how God, God, how are you going to use me? And I'm still in this process. I'm still, you know, trying to get over this. I'm still trying to get through that. I'm still, you know, I got my own battles. You know what I mean? Like, 
And it's something how you can have yourself, your mind, your your eyes so steadfast in you, on you personally, that you don't see God being able to use you, even in the state that you're at. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're we're people. And we do go through a processing. And yes, if you're called, you know, the word says that gifts come without repentance. It says um, in Romans 11 and 29, for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. So, like, if we go to the Oxford Dictionary for repentance, it says the action of repenting, sincere regret, or remorse. So, your gifts, like God, I don't know why we think that God don't know us. He don't know who he called. You know what I mean? It's like, um, it, it just seems as if and though. And we come into times in our lives where, you know, we're we're really hard on ourselves because of the things that we have going on within us or with what we got going on, period. And so we tend to really like... Um, belittle ourselves and because we don't see ourselves worthy and and I'm not saying because for one you have to remember that our righteousness is as filthy rags okay if you go to um, Isaiah 64 and 6 it says that but we are all as an unclean thing and all our righteousness are as filthy rags and we all do fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away you know that's pretty deep but I'm just I just really want you to recognize and know that it's not your righteousness, but it's the righteousness of Jesus Christ. It's the things, and not only that, but we got to know that he, God chose us. We did not choose ourselves. He chose you. He equipped you. He qualified you. You are who he says that you are. Because he said it. And that settles it. Because he said it. It settles it. Period. So we're going to go to the, you know, to the New Testament for this. It says, ye have not chosen me. In St. John, I'm sorry, 15 and 16. Ye have not chosen me. But I have chosen you. Not only that, but he said, and ordained you 
that you, that ye should go and bring forth fruits. That your fruit <clears throat> should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. So, that settles it. If you um, want to go a little deeper, go to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4. It says, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Do you see that? Before even the foundation of the world, he chose us. He chose you. He chose me. Not only did he choose us, but he chose us that we should be holy and without blame before him. What? In love. So, Another thing, <laughs> let's go to 1 Corinthians 2 and 15. It says, but he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. So no matter what, he said, you judge of no man. Matter of fact, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4 and 3, he said, but with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not mine own self. Do you see that? He said, for, for I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified but he that judgeth me is the Lord. You hear? He that judgeth me is the Lord. That's why in 5 says, Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the cancel the counsels of the hearts, and then every, shall every man have praise of God, <clears throat> not of yourself, not of man, not of any other thing, but of God. You know, so I just I don't know why I had to go there this morning, and. I don't know if I actually made that um, podcast yet. Because I did. I uh, I have it written to make that podcast a minute ago. <laughs> so I, I can't recall if I did or not. But I can say this. Um, he brought it back to me today. So obviously he wanted me to deliver that with this message. And so, 
you know, and it goes along with it. It says, um, the God is surely sifting, shaping, molding, making, even shifting things into his divine alignment. Let me say that again for the people in the back. God is surely sifting, shaping, molding, making, and even shifting things into his divine alignment. It's just important to know where we're at in this season, where God you know, what God is doing even at this time, in this present, in this present time, what he's doing in us, through us, with us. And we have to learn to see ourselves as God sees us. You know, a lot of us, are still on the potter's wheel. <laughs> I'm going to repeat that again. A lot of us are still on the potter's wheel. And a lot of us, the ones that thought that we had arrived, will find out you're still on the potter's wheel. God is still dealing with you. He's still working on you. He's still working things out for you yeah you may not understand the process but you're going through it and God is going to get you through it um let's go to Jeremiah chapter 18 and I'm going to start with verse 1 it says the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying arise and go down to the potter's house And there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house. And behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was married in the hand of the potter. So he made it. Again, another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter? Said the Lord, Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in mine hand, O house of Israel. At what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a king a kingdom to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it? If that nation against whom I have pronounced Turn from their evil. I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. 
and at what instant I shall speak concerning the nation and concerning the kingdom to build and to plant it. If it do evil in my sight, that it obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good wherewith I said I would benefit them. You see that? A lot of us, because of how we view ourselves, because of the things that we have going on in our own lives, will allow these things to cause us not to be obedient. And God may want to do something to benefit you. He may want to do something good for you. And because you choose not to be obedient, because you choose not to do what God is calling you to do, is is hindering you from moving forward, is hindering you from getting the blessings that God has for you. So we have to start looking at ourselves the way that God sees us, you know, and some of us have been moved into a position and to a place where because God sees you as such, these things, the more you start conforming, you know, by the renewing of your mind, you start to see and God starts to transition us. It's as if and though, um, you will become who he called you to be, who he created you to be. Just like he, you know, it's that molding, it's that shaping. Yes, you may have some rough edges, but God knows how to smooth them out. Okay? He knows exactly what to do with each vessel for his glory, for your good, but for his glory. It's all for him. Um, God is lining, designing, dividing, and defining. Everything is positioning into place. Um, God allowed me to see myself and a friend. And at first they were in front of, I was in front of them. I was in front of them. And then I just saw us being repositioned. It's like a repositioning going on as well. Like they became, they came in front of me. And then God shifted us. And I believe it's to, in order to go forward. Sometimes we have to be shifted. Sometimes we have to be realigned sometimes we have to um it's like put in our place you know what I mean whatever our rightful place is God is placing us where we're supposed to be and how he designed for it to be okay And with that shift, 
is going to be how we are able to move forward. And so when we were shifted, when we were positioned in our place, they began to take the lead and I had their back. Okay. And I saw God shift us as a unit. He didn't move us yet, but he turned us around into the position to go forward in. You see what I'm saying? Like sometimes God has to place. It's like a man and a woman, for instance. You know, when God um, created man, he created him to lead and he created the woman um, to be the husband's help meet. Okay. I want to say kind of like, sort of like that, you know, and we don't really know why God puts the two that he chooses to be in this place together to war to, you know, for his kingdom, for his glory. But he does, he chooses how he chooses and the more you walk in the place that God had positioned you in the more you start to play your role the more God starts to show you by him bringing it together okay he's the one who's aligning uh, assigning dividing You know, he's the one who's bringing things into its rightful place. Some of us don't want to take the lead, but God is calling you to take the lead. You may not want to be the leader, but God is calling you to do such. He's calling you and he is requiring Yo, yes. <laughs> so, um, take your place. Play your role. Get into God, the position that God has put you into. Um, get into alignment with God's will for your life. It's happening. God is doing it even now before our eyes. God is doing it. He is shifting and he is positioning. And once we're aligned as God has designed, then we can move forward. Some of us are stagnant because we're not aligned. How God, um, how God designed. Okay. And so, you know, once you are aligned the way God designs you, then you can move forward. Until then, you find yourself sitting and waiting. You know, I I had dreamt of not only this, but I, I had first dreamt of... Um, this person's heart 
And it was so funny because I had been approached from um, someone at a store and they were telling me that, um, you know, with if someone basically left me and it was so random y'all like uh it's so funny because my son I kind of ran it past him and he laughed and said he tried to shoot his shot and then you came and and you said what you said and just kind of caught him off guard but see God you know there's no it it I know God was in it. You know what I'm saying? This was something it it was it was kind of like at the right time. And um so anyways, they were basically telling me um that if someone was to leave me for anyone else or just to leave me period um that first and foremost I'd take my foot <laughs> and shove it you know, and then beyond all that, they were saying that they don't deserve a second chance. And uh, I thought about that. I thought about that that whole day. And it seemed like that night I just began to just weep. And I was talking to the Lord about it. And I told the Lord it's so many times. I didn't deserve a second chance, but yet and still, because of his grace and his mercy, because of his love towards me, he gave me a second chance and another chance and another chance and another chance. Okay. He never gave up on me. He never gave up on me. Other people may have thrown me under the bus. Some may have counted me out some may have you know um said things that they ought not have said but yet and still God never rejected me he never uh left me he never forsook me people may have left me on the in a ditch on the side of the road okay you know metaphorically speaking or whatnot they may have and I, I, I've gone through a lot in my life um, when it comes down to people. But yet and still, God have never left me. He's never forsook me. He's always looked out for me. You know, I just thank God for his love towards me. You know what I'm saying? No matter what. His love towards me has yet still been so awesome. And I know a lot of people that hear this message can relate to God's love, his grace, and his mercy. It's it's from everlasting to everlasting. There is no stop. You know, the stop comes... (laughs) When you don't even need it anymore. When you're no longer here. You know what I'm saying? When he takes you away. But he said, you know, that he had given us mercy. 
uh, new mercies actually every morning. You know, we have grace through Jesus Christ. And I thank God for it. I thank God for the grace that he had bestowed upon us through his son, Jesus Christ. Anyways, and so the dream was likewise. And it's so amazing. Um, I saw this person and... It was like I saw um, this man, and it, it just seemed like we were around a bunch of preachers, ministers, and they were talking about people. They were talking about, you know, no matter what you do for them, you know, they're still ungrateful. They're still going to be ungrateful. You know, it just doesn't matter. And you never can satisfy them, no matter how much you give them, no matter what you do for them. You know, they'll they'll never be grateful for anything. They'll never change and all this and all that. And I mean, they were saying it so that I seen one of them take and pop their back. You know, I mean, so I could tell it weighed on them, weighed on their back and Although these people were talking and they were saying all this stuff, um, I heard this person say, I believe everybody deserves another chance. I don't think like that. I believe everybody deserves another chance. And because of that, you know, because of that, person's heart is like David God saw David's heart and because of their heart he called him to be a king so I must say watch your heart you know a lot of us are so quick to count folks out so quick to reject someone so quick to not give uh, people another chance. They may not even have deserved it, but neither did you. Okay. If we if we gonna get really real about it, there's been times we didn't deserve a second chance, but God He never stopped giving us chances. He never stopped. Okay. Let's go to Matthews 18 and 21. It says, then came Peter to him. And we're talking, of course, to Jesus and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him till seven times. Like, how many times am I supposed to forgive this man or this woman, whoever, um, that keeps sinning against me? How many times ought I forgive them? Seven? You know, you think that's a good number? (laughs) And 22 says, 
Jesus said unto him, I say not thee unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Okay. Take your seven and times it by 70. And you know what? The awesome part about that is this. If you start measuring something. If you really just start measuring how many times you did this or that for that person. Now, some people are. I'm going to say petty enough to start to keep on, you know, adding and subtracting. But some of us, you know, we know how much we can deal with to to an extent. You know what I mean? So some of us may fall off for a second. Not saying that we're not forgiving that person, but to say that we may just love them. From a distance, you know, and then when they're ready, are willing to forgive. Matter of fact, I already forgave them, just willing to allow them back in our space. Some people, maybe, maybe not, you know, maybe they won't get back in your space. But, but when you see them, you still don't have any hardening in your heart. Because, see, that counts against you. When you feel some type of way about someone that has done you harm and you walk around with unforgiveness, that thing eats away at you. Um, And to count how many times, you'll be counting for a minute, okay? When you truly forgive, you don't take, uh, you're not adding up how many times. Okay, that's what I'm saying. You're not like, okay, that's the first one. I know some of us have that three strikes you out policy. Been there, done that. Okay, Uh, especially when it came down to relationships. Young, you know, it's a process. (laughs) But I'm just saying, you know, um, true love, you don't count. Okay, you just... You don't say, okay, well, then I, I'm going to count all these times. Mm-hmm. Okay, turn with me, please, to um, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And it reads, Though I speak with the tongues of men, and of angels and have not charity some people bible may say love i am become as sounding brass or a tinkling symbol and though i have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though I have all faith so that I can move remove mountains and have not charity I am nothing and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I give my body to be burnt 
and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity valeth not itself. Is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Re, uh, rejoiceth not in iniquity. But rejoiceth, rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things. Believe all, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never fails, but rather there be prophecies, they shall fail. Rather there be tongues, they shall cease. Rather there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Now with that same chapter, look at the message Bible. And it says, 1 Corinthians 13. And we're going to start with 3. Was this four through seven? It says, If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the state to be burnt as a murder, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So, no matter what I say, what I believe and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love does not want what it does not have. Love doesn't strut, doesn't have a swollen head, doesn't force itself on others, isn't always me first. Doesn't fly off the handle. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Doesn't reveal when others grovel. Doesn't, uh, I mean, takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. Puts up with anything. Trusts God always. Always looks for the best. Never looks back, but keeps going to the end that's pretty deep it said pits up with anything <laughs> but that's what it says okay so I'm just reading what it says <laughs> at this point um, I just thought that was deep because you know Eventually, what I'm saying is, when you're doing 70 times 7 in forgiveness, I believe that eventually you get to a place 
where you stop counting. You stop counting how many times this person wronged you. How many times this person hurt you. How many times that person broke your heart. And um, like true forgiveness. Even if you can't be together. Even if you can't be around each other. You still have love for that person you know what I mean you ain't gotta be in love with them you ain't gotta go through and keep letting them you know punch you in the face whatever you know what I'm saying like deal with all that drama but what I'm saying is you still ought to forgive you still you know if God tells you because sometimes it's so funny how God may tell you to go back and and it don't have to necessarily be a intimate relationship. It may be your husband. It may be your man. You know what I'm saying? It may be your woman. You know, it may be a, a church. It may be a friendship. You know, however, if God tells you to go back, is for his glory okay you know god knows when because sometimes you just ain't ready okay sometimes (laughs) you may be you may have come into someone's life a bit more premature a little bit too early and then maybe you came right on time but um was yet to be received and And you got to realize that as God is working on you, he's working on them too, okay? He's not just working on you by yourself. He's working on them. And so the time, when the time is right, it's so funny because me and my friend was talking about timing. And I do believe that when the time is right, it shall come to pass. You know, whatever God said, if God said it, it's going to happen because he said, you know, it's going to take that person to truly reject it and God canceled it. He had to do it. You know what I'm saying? Let him cancel it. (laughs) Let him cancel them out. Okay. Um, But you don't do it. You let God do it. Um, So it's so funny because I ended up talking to a friend and we were talking about, um, you know, people being so open to forgive and, you know, people pretty much somewhat like what I dreamt, you know, um, how many times are we supposed to forgive these people? How many times are we supposed to let these people take advantage of us you know what I mean how many times well the bible says (laughs) we just read 70 times 7 but um forgiving is is so different than to just sit and put up with to forgive someone truly forgive someone you know Sometimes you have to take your heart out of it. 
in order to forgive them. You know, sometimes you have to, you know, not be, and what I'm saying is too caught up in your feelings because it may hurt too bad. You know what I mean? Like we go through some stuff and man, and people will put you through something that <laughs> you like, oh, hold up. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, sometimes you got to put all that pride, your feelings to the side, especially if God is saying this. You know what I'm saying? You got to be obedient. That's all I'm saying. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. We have to learn to be obedient, even when it comes down to people. Why are you loving them? Because God told us to. <laughs> it's just simple. Why are you forgiving? You know, they, because God told us to. Why are you letting them? God said so. You know what I'm saying? This is what his word tells me to do. Now, how I handle them, you know, is, you know, maybe I might have to have distance between us, you know, and let the Lord, and that's what I I tend to say, let the Lord judge between me and thee, okay? Let him decide. Let him decide who wrong. Let him decide, you know, if it's, if I ought to come back or not, if I ought to forgive or not. Let him decide. So, anyway, you know, man, um. It's like I, I was saying, you know, God never rejected me. He Even when people threw me out, let me, you know, walked on me, counted me out, you know, claimed they'd always be there and call and they're not. You know, tried to or look up and they done went on about their business, as they say. Um Healing, though, is in the heart, mind, body, and soul. Um, we need prayer for healing. Healing in the heart, the mind, the body, and soul. I was praying um, for the past couple days. I've been hearing healing in the mind, healing in the heart. Healing in the body and healing in the soul. God wants us to be whole. Um, we need peace, tranquility, love, and that, you know, there's a peace that surpasses all understanding. Inner peace, even wholeness in the mind, and holiness. 
sorry, holiness in the mind. You know, we need holiness in the mind. We need a mind of Christ. First Corinthians 2 and 16 says, For who have known the mind of the Lord, that he may be instructed of him. But we have the mind of Christ. God is bringing convict, correction, conviction, enlightenment, commitment, even contentment. Okay? He is enlightening us of the things that ought to be corrected. Convicting us in our heart to do the right thing. He's causing us to be committed, not just to him, but even to one another. Um, you will produce an even contentment, but you are going to produce, I believe in my heart, because he called us to do such, okay? We already read that, that we will produce good fruit you know that's his intentions and so we will produce um some even involuntary involuntarily but productive it's produ- uh, production is taking place per, per people are being productive and, and some of us is being productive not even knowing it you're you're producing good fruit and you're not even you're helping people without even knowing you're being helpful maybe it's a word maybe it's a deed you know some people have questions in their minds i know it was so crazy um this girl it was early in the morning and i i got to thank y'all for this sonic drinks (laughs) but i went to sonics and um this girl you know she charged me what it said the change was so i think the change was like 211 she charged me like two dollars and eleven cents okay <laughs> and um but really she was supposed to charge me she it, it was like she ranked she you know um cashed me out as if and though I paid the six dollars and something, and so she was bringing me back my change, which was two eleven, and I said, I mean, when she told me it was only two dollars eleven cents, I looked at her like what, and I said, really? <laughs> I said, okay, well, you know, thank you, and um, I I went home and I had to look at that receipt because I was like. Uh, something ain't right with this I don't believe you know this is the right amount so I looked on the receipt and I saw what happened because normally they would look at the bottom and it'll tell them how much I owe and when she looked at the bottom it told her the change versus how much I owed and so I did the math and I brought back the money and it was important for me to do that and I'm going to tell you sometimes God there's a question in some people's mind and some people may be questioning 
are there even any good people? Are there even any people that, you know, that are honest? I'll put it like that. Not so much because no one's good. None but God. That's what Jesus said. Okay. So I'm just saying. Um, are there any honest people in the world? And so here she didn't even know she had made this mistake. But by the time I got home and calculated it, I brought it back and I told her. And it was so crazy because the same woman that, you know, served me earlier that morning was the same one to serve me that evening. So I knew for for a fact you know, that it was meant for me to come back and to give her this money. Um, And so I did, you know, and I told her what happened and I told her where the mistake came in at. And she's like, you know, it was early. And I said, I understand. I just didn't want you to be short. You know, I came back for her and come back for me. Okay. I can't, I mean, well, I ain't going to say I ain't come back for me, for me too, but I definitely came back for her. The, the, the thing for me was so that I could have a clear conscience, you know, and even though this was what was charged, I don't, I don't want her to get in trouble because of me. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't, I didn't want her George to be short, you know? So I came back and I gave her her money so that she wouldn't be short. And, you know, she just, she was grateful and she went on about her business, but I know, I knew it was more to it because, uh, there was somewhat of a conviction, you know, to do such. So I did it, but, um, keeping on going, um, no more contradictions. God is putting a spin on it. And I believe I've said this more than once about him putting a spin on it I don't know um that's just what I heard he's putting a spin on it so um know that things is about to happen you gonna be surprised how it happened but it's about to happen okay um just trust God that's all I can really tell you is trust God through it all we may not understand it but trust him anyway Um, St. John chapter 15, and I'm going to start with two. It says, every branch in me that bear not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that bear fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Three says, now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. He said, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear forth, bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide, abide in me. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, 
He is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burnt. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. As the Father have loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you. And that your joy might be full. This is my commandment. Now he's telling you. The commandment that he's telling you to keep. That ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love have no man than this. That a man lay down his life for his friends. Man, that's deep. That is so deep. Mm, 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 mm. Um, 14 says, Ye are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth, I call you not servants. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doth, but I have called you, you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever he shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you that ye love one another. If the world hates you, ye know that it hated me first. Me, it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. If you're wondering why you're going through so much. If you're wondering why people tend to continuously reject you, know that it first rejected Christ. 20 says, remember the word that I have said unto you. The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, 
they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin. They had not had sin. But now they have no cloak for their sin. He that hateth me hateth my father also. So just know that this thing is not just about you. Know that it's about Christ too. They reject you. They rejected him. Just like they rejected him. They rejected the father. Okay. Twenty four says, if I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. See, check that out. Even though you may be showing for fruit and they still reject you. Just know they did it to Jesus Christ too, okay? Um, But this coming to pass, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. He said in their law. They hated me without a cause. They They hated him for no reason. And so if here he is, you're going through this. And you're trying to understand why am I going through this? I ain't did nothing to these people, but they hate me so much. Why they keep rejecting me? I don't get it. This is why. But he told you this, 26. But when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the spirit of truth, which proceeded forth proceeded from the father he shall testify of me and ye also shall bear witness because ye have been with me from the beginning okay how because he chose you already before before the foundation of the world he's still talking to you (laughs) he's still talking to you Just as he talked to his disciples here, he talking to you too, okay? And um, know that the comforter, he will prepare you. I'm telling y'all, man, you'll, I know personally, personally, um, I would be praying and speaking in tongues and I would hear so clear to guard my heart. And I'm telling you, I know I told y'all multiple times, but it, it seemed like around that time, the enemy will get busy, you know, and I have to literally guard 
And it's not me that guards it. It's always him. He helps me through it. He helps me through. And when we learn to trust, to depend on him solely, learn to solely depend and trust in God, knowing that he is the one who is able to get you through these things. Hurt, church hurt, uh, people hurt, you know, this that dream that I had, them people, I believe these are pastors who are hurt because they've done all they could for people and not just, you know, the church, but I'm telling y'all, I mean, not just the pastors, but even the prophets, even the evangelists, all of those that are in ministry that have been called, all the people that are just, you know, that are trying to find their place you know those that are struggling going through these motions trying to understand why these people have rejected them know that it rejected him first you know what i'm saying you just you know it just it just proves who you are because they have rejected you you know especially when they reject you without cause there's no reason for it. You know, those that are truly called by God and have been rejected without cause. It's not for you to get vengeance, but the word says vengeance belongs to me. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. You know, just know that. You know, it ain't for you to go back and, oh, well, oh, yeah, so that's how you feel. So did it, you know just okay you know when you start to be confident become confident in him you know know that God is in control first and foremost no matter what no matter what people say no matter what people do he has the final say God has the final say and so anyways I just um Pray that this really helps someone. Um, Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love and your kindness. Because it is through your love and kindness that you drew us. And Lord God, help us to bring forth your love. Show your love towards one another. Even at times when we get tired. Even at times when people have rejected us, you know, even when people have spit in our face, turned their backs on us, talked about us behind our backs, even to our face. All those that have persecuted, have have ridiculed um, your servants, the, the, the people that you have chosen um, for such a time as this. Lord God, allow the hearts of your people not to um, get weary. Because your word said that in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Lord God, help us not to faint. God, be that strength. Lord God, for your word said that 
in our time of weakness. Lord, you are strong in us. So, Lord, God, help us not to depend on our own strength, but, Father, your strength and your will. Let thy will be done, not mine. Not uh, those that hear this message, but Lord, let your will be done in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Help us to depend on you, hallelujah, like never before. Help us, Father. Lord, in our time of adversity, in our time, Lord God, of hurt, pain, all those that are going through, what, however, whatever, wherever. Lord God, help us to depend on you. Help us to know that you are in control, that you have a plan. Hallelujah. That in the end, Lord God, you win. And Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for all that you've done already. Lord God, for proving yourself over and over again, for never leaving us, for never forsaking us, for never rejecting us. God, we give you praise. Lord, we give you glory. Hallelujah for all that you've done, everything that you've been in our lives, Lord God. For your love, for your kindness. Now, Lord, help us to show forth your love and kindness towards one another. Hallelujah. Bring us into alignment with your will for our lives. However you want to do it. God, we just uh, surrender it all unto you. Father, for you are able to sustain us. You are able, Lord God, to do all things but fail. So, God, we just thank you even now. Thank you, Lord God, for all that you've done, everything that you are, everything that uh, you're going to do even now, God. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for never leaving us or forsaking us. Even in places, hallelujah, that we never thought we'd be. Some that are in the hospital even now, God. Hallelujah. Some that are struggling. Hallelujah. All those, Lord God, that are in a place of depression. Some that are all those that are in a place, Lord God, hallelujah, heal in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Oh, Father, hallelujah. Those that even may be in a place, Lord God, of, uh, I want to say singleness, a place of, um, loneliness Lord God feel each and every place in us that is empty in the mighty name of Jesus like only you can Lord we are solely dependent on you hallelujah we can't depend on nobody else but God we can definitely depend on you for all things Lord God Hallelujah. Bring us into the unity of the faith, Lord God, in you. Bring us into, into one unit with you, Father. Line us up in your will for your glory. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Line us up, God. Help us, God, to be one in you. Help us to know that we are all on the same team. That we need not to fight against each other. That we ain't even got to fight for a certain spot. That you have a place for each and every individual in your body. You have a sign. Oh God, you have assigned a place for each and every one of us that are listening. And Father, we thank you. We thank you already for what you're doing. Thank you for placing us where we ought to be. Hallelujah. Whether it be in our marriages, whether it be in, you know, our uh, financial status lord god whether it be in um a place a particular place lord god in our lives lord our particular place period uh literally you know um whether we have to move god to get to to where you want us to be at however god we just give it all to you we lend it all over to you lord god Surrender all unto you in the mighty name of Jesus. Because God, only you can do it. Only you, Lord God, knows your plans that you have for us. Just help us to be, uh, help us not to harden our hearts. Give us that heart of flesh, Lord God, even through the hurts, even through the pain, God. Give us even more love. Give us patience in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us, Father, in those areas we lack like only you can, Father. And God, we give you all praise and all glory. For it all belongs to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank God and amen. Until next time, God bless.